And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Hello and welcome to the We Are Loud Offaly Preview Podcast. Before we get into the Offaly Preview, I have with me now, and this is a man that you'll, you'll all know, but it's very hard to get his phone number. I actually had to go on to the DKIT website to get his number. It's uh, Derek Crilly, Sporting Society's officer with D- in DKIT. Derek, thanks for coming on. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me on, Dan. Um, I see you have uh, a DKI Sports Forum. It's in conjunction with the DKI GA Club uh, coming up on Monday, the 11th. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah. Um, I suppose, as you know, our team qualified for the Trench Cup weekend, so um, I suppose we always maybe look at different fundraising events around the time of that when we we qualify for big things like that like so we just put our heads together last uh just a couple of weeks ago and um sat down with Oshie McConville and Shane Lennon and Craig Lynch we just kind of came up with this idea we thought it would be a you know a good event or something that hasn't really been done uh not that I'm aware of any with a panel such as we have for um you know in the around the loud area so we just thought it'd be a, a very uh a very interesting topic and we kind of have a, a number of different sports stars I suppose to cover there's, there's some really good, well, there's some really good names there, like uh, well, Oshin obviously, um, Thomas Niblock from BBC is presenting it. Uh, yeah. Colin McManus, top forward in Ireland, and then Stephen O'Donnell, O'Donnell is a god down there in the dock, and yeah. then one and only Joe Canning. So, four great names anyway. So definitely, yeah. Look, and they're all uh, they're all very interesting characters, well, in their in their own right. Like, and, and Stephen O'Donnell, I know he covers soccer, like, but he's a uh, He's a big, you know, a big sports person. Like, and he'd, he'd often talk to me about. Like Stephen's doing a bit of coaching up here with the college team. He'd often be talking to me about the how the, the loud championship was going, and he'd, you know, he'd taken a lot of loud matches and that. Like, so yeah, you know, the boys cover a lot. Like, they're they're very interested in sport. Like, and that's what we hope it's kind of. There's no set topic on the night, um, but look, loads of interesting characters there, loads of good stories to tell. So we're kind of hoping that the audience will guide it on the night. Um, there, there was rumours there that Stephen O'Donnell actually witnessed the game in Darver. He was that mad for. GA action once upon a time. I didn't hear that, but if he did, he's definitely a brave man uh, <laughs> going out to, to them conditions. But uh, no, I know he is. He's a big, he was a good supporter of local GA when he was uh, playing with the Ducks. Um, the Trench Cup, how are you fixed for it? Yeah, we're, we're, we're going well. Hopefully, like, we've, a, we've a good squad this year. Um, 
probably a little bit disappointed that we're, we're back in the trench cup. It was just a ruling that was kind of forced enforced upon us that uh, they were just rejigging it and going with Division One league team. So, right. Um, so look, you have to kind of you have to you know play with the, the cards you're dealt, and we've we've put everything into trying to win the trench cup this year. A good squad of players in as well, like so. Um, hoping that we can we can win it again. Good, a good few loud lads as well. They're senior panelists as well, which is always great to see. Yeah, I think we were looking at this year, and, and Shane was Shane and was saying that we it's probably the most loud players we've ever had starting on the team. So, you know, for very good quality players like Sam Roy and Owen Callaghan, that like they're they're going to be top class players for the next ten years. Yeah, yeah. So, it's Monday night, the eleventh uh, of February. Um, 11th of February yeah the 20 the 20 euro ticket the, I'll post up the link as well but I think it's on Premio I think it's the, is the link yeah um, yeah so the link's there to be even beforehand we have refreshments served and then we're, we're hoping to do a couple of draws on the night so um, just anyone that has a ticket will be entered into a draw so we'll be um chance of winning maybe Joe Cannon a jersey of Joe Cannon's or okay. Conor McManus so Little little add ons there, it'll be quite nice and even. I'll have to get John to talk about the Gales um, after a horrible 2018. I'd say he's can't wait to get going this year. Yeah, yeah, back training a couple of weeks now. So uh, I think, yeah, just one of those years where you're almost happy that it was over. Like, and, But as soon as it was over, then you're starting to look forward. I was just kind of, I forget about last year, I'm kind of moving forward. Like, so, yeah, um, training going well so far. And uh, looking like the first, first match now in a couple of weeks. So um, yeah, can't wait to get back into it. Ready to go. Derek, thanks very much for coming on. No matter. Thanks for having me on, Dan. Coming in now, we have Kevin Egan from the Offaly Independent. How are you, Kevin? How's it going, Dan? You well? You are going to give us the lowdown on Offaly, all the inside tracks and the kick-out calls and the whole lot ahead of Sunday. Absolutely, game. yeah, yeah. Wayne, Wayne Kieran's can have his notepaper at the ready now. I'm going to break it all down for you and give away my native county and never be let back in. <laughs> it, it actually, we actually do need a bit of homework, Kevin, because since the last time we played, is there's a complete tor- looking at your team. There's a complete turnover of players. There's only two that played against us in, t- in 2017, um, Bernard Allen and Peter Cunningham. So there's a lot you can fill us in on. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, the, to be honest with you, the turnover is the story in and of itself. Um, John Mohan made a few headlines earlier in the year. He was expressing his surprise at some of the players that didn't make themselves make themselves available. Now, there was two sides to that story. One is he kind of, you know, he was listing a couple of lads that were, you know, like had retired and in one in Brian Darby's case had come out of retirement to try and help Offley after the whole debacle last year with Stephen Wallace quitting. Yeah. Well, not, well, Stephen Wallace being forced to quit, if you like. And, um, and being Paul Rouse taken over then. You know, so that was a little bit hard. Those others that were always going to be gone anyway. There's no question there's a number of individuals decided not to be involved. Okay. Um, but I would also suggest, look, I mean, that's possibly that was John Mohan's first exposure of what life is like among the have-nots. You know, he's always been operating either with Mayo or alternatively, you know, like back in an era when there wasn't the same gap between the rich and the poor in the world of the Gaelic football. So I would suggest that, yeah, we're missing a good few. Um, you know, but having said that, I mean, 
you know, there's there's probably three or four guys that would make a significant difference to the team. Okay. Um, I would say Michael Brazel for Tullamore, like we're, we're very lacking in terms of a bit of midfield power, and unfortunately, that's an area where Loud would probably be strongest or pretty strong anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree um, with that. You know, like so, we'd be looking at some of the guys that have played midfield, like like Peter Cunningham has played midfield so far this year. Anybody who knows Peter, like he's an all-rounder. He's an incredibly talented footballer. Now he's not long back from injury. Um, you know, he, he could play anywhere. He could play a centre back. He could play a centre forward. He could play corner forward. You wouldn't necessarily call him a midfielder at all because yes. you know he, he's just an all-rounder. Um, like we were playing some of the, the the guys that got game time in the Auburn Cup would have been um, Aaron Levy from Tullamore, who realistically is probably going to play a championship under 20 this year as opposed to playing and Kevin, you know like he, sorry to speak over you but it, has he has he like is this team uh, full of debutants and players new to the scene yeah there, there, there's a huge there's a huge chunk of that okay. there is a huge chunk of that like some of them are guys that maybe have that year under them now like look an awful lot of fellas have got county time in the last while um, I don't have the team sheet from 2017 in front of me, but okay. as you say, there wouldn't be too many now. But like to say, Kean Donahue at wing back, yes. he would have been knocking around for a few years. Yeah, he, you came, know, he, he, came, yeah, he came on that day. Joseph O'Connor came on that day, and Niall Darby, Nigel Bracken, and they seem to be featuring a lot more now in this team. So it's it's amazing. Like those four subs are in the kind of four wing positions, wing four, wing back for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, like like of those, of those, I mean, Keen would have been, um, he would have been an upward, he like he'd be, he'd be a guy that, you know, he'd be a bit, he'd be a bit physically quite strong, which is not something we have an awful lot of. Um, a couple of your hardcore loud supporters might have seen him this year. He would have been playing for St Bridget in the Leinster Junior Final. Um, against Chisanga, yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the name of the Dark That's the one, that's the one. Yeah, he yeah. would have been playing for St. Bridget's that day. Um, you know, like he's he'd have a bit of physicality about him. Joey O'Connor as well. Um, you know, would have been he'd, he'd be the footballer and the hurler, uh, would have played underage for both. He'd be from St. Rhinus, he'd be again, there'd be a bit of scrappiness and a bit of competitiveness about him. Um, you know, Niall Darby would be of another type. He's a more, you know, he'd be a very talented footballer. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he'd be knocking around a long time. Like, I mean, Niall, at a guess, would definitely be thirty at this stage. Yeah. Um, you know, so like he just would be sort of, he'd be a fella that would, you know, like that would maybe just lack that little bit of power, you know. But he's well able to kick a score and he'll do the right thing on the ball and all, all that sort of stuff. But look, as you said, like, there's no question there's been a huge amount of player turnover and particularly that little bit of grizzled physical strength, you know, at 6, 8, 9 and 11, yeah. that's where there would be a def- that's where awfully people would be concerned. As I said, Aaron Levy would be very fresh, you know, probably looking at playing under 20. Carl Mangan, talented footballer at underage level, but he's playing junior A football in Offaly and okay. Just to, just to explain, like, Junior A and Offaly is effectively fourth tier because we've Senior A and Senior B. So, like, he's going to take some time to make the step up. Uh, a man from my own club, Ferban, Kyle Higgins, has got a bit of playing time as well. Again, talented footballer, came out of the under-20s last year. 
But, you know, like, it, it probably has only played a handful of senior club championship games. And yet, despite all this, you've, um, like, you've got a good start. Like, you, you ran Westmead close and then you picked up your first point last weekend against Longford. So, is things yes. going well or is that in terms of the opposition? Um, no, look, I, I would say performance-wise, they, were, they weren't bad. Possibly exceeded the admittedly low expectations that I would have had at the start. Um, yeah, the performance for long stretches against Westmead was very decent. Now, look, I mean, yeah, there's huge, there's huge question marks over what happens when you concede nine points in a row in any game, even regardless of wind conditions. And again, going back to what I said, the, the root of that was once Westmead fell behind, they were forced to really push up and attack. And once they pushed up and we had to try and win contested kickouts, we couldn't do it. So that was a huge, huge issue that day. Um, having said that, when they were playing with the wind in the first half and when they were moving the ball very well, like um, it's funny, you know, the, the, Niall McNamee has come back into the panel now at this stage. Now, yes. I don't expect he'll get playing time yet. But, I mean, Niall obviously incredibly gifted footballer um, you know if he has the appetite and the interest and I can only assume he does um, he'd be a huge asset just the irony is he's coming into the one sector and he'd be somebody who'd be coming into the one sector in the team where we're actually not badly equipped Yeah, yeah. in the sense in the sense that like Bernard Allen is playing great football at corner forward um, I like Shane Tierney I like Shane Tierney on the other side Nigel Dunn hasn't come back in yet and he's a solid dependable player. And yeah. then quite often we choose to go kind of a little bit more direct. And John Maloney, who would play at full forward a little bit too, you know, if you want to kind of exploit the mark rule and so on, you know, and he's very capable. So yes, yeah, now yeah. personally, look, I would have I would have John Maloney at number six and I would just hand him that jersey and say, here, look, give it back to me in July or June <laughs> or whenever we're done. It's yours between now and then. But that's a personal thing. But yeah, like similarly against Longford, I would say there was a possible lack of creativity. There were two sides that were dropping men back, and there maybe wasn't somebody. You know, this is why defensive football doesn't show up as much in Division One because you have your Conor McManuses and your David Cliffords and your Paul Mannions and Damian Comers and these people that do do something brilliant and make light of the fact that there's three defenders yeah, around them. Yeah, yeah. You know that doesn't happen in Division Three, so. Well, yeah, they'd be okay. Now, I mean, the other way you could look at it is we lost a home game and we went to a Mullen and Lockton-less Longford side and didn't pick up a point there either. Um, you know, and, and like if you were to look at the slate of games we have, it puts us very much in the situation where, and I mean, I don't say this, you know, I, I don't say this is a kind of a slight and loud or anything, but it's hard. if we If we don't pick up two points, on Sunday, it's very hard to see where else we get them. It's, it's, I, think, I think that's yeah. I think that's sorry. I think that's that's what the way both sides are looking at it. I think Loud can cannot afford to look at past anyone really in this in this um, division, you know. And I don't think any team can mm. really look at any other team above the way the results have gone. Um, I suppose Bar Carlo have the maximum points. I think both teams be eyeing each other up and saying, "Right, if we we here's two points we could possibly get." And um, absolutely, and, and and I mean it's 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 entirely logical because you know realistically, Carlo are going quite well. They have a lot of momentum behind them. Um, 
you know, as I said, the, the, the whole Carlo rising thing, they continue to rise. Yeah. Um, equally, I would say, you know, I think Westmead are quite decent. I would suspect that I'd be surprised if Westmead aren't in the top two slots when it's all done and dusted. Um, you know, we'll have a local derby effect battle with Leash. That could go either way, certainly. Yeah. And I don't think Sligo are in a great shape either. But, I mean, I was looking back. I don't think Austin's have won a competitive game in Ulster for something like, odd oh, you're definitely over 10 years anyway. Okay. So, like, you know, we could... Much and all, I'd love to believe we could go to Newry and take something. I mean, for you, the down match will feel like a local derby. Yes, yeah. And it'll feel like something you can take something from. Yeah. I mean, I can't stress how many traumatic trips north I've had <laughs> over the last 10 years that just, you know, it, it, it either ends in ten close heartbreak and that rare, more often than not, you're just bullied out of it I mean we had an absolutely horrendous trip to Armagh a few years ago oh yes that, that was that was uh, actually yeah we we played this the week after that I think uh, though, that two, yes. two years ago okay, well, what way is yeah. what way does John Mahon set up his teams is he is he I imagine he's old school and that's probably an ignorant way of looking at it without doing over much research on him is he up to date or is he just playing it as he sees it I know yeah, I, I would say that, look, I, I don't think, you're not going to see any huge tactical innovation. I mean, we're not, no, he's not going to break out any Jimmy McGuinness-style things, or you're not going to see kind of, you know, like Tyrone this year with the Niall Morgan playing as sweeper, come goalkeeper, or anything unusual like that. Having said that, I mean, look, he's not naive. It's not that the six forwards will just camp themselves up front and say, well, when the ball crosses the halfway line, it's the back job. Okay. Um, you know, they'll do the usual. There will be, he, he does, you know, he does put a bit of a premium on fitness. And there's no question that the lads are, the lads are there, they're training well, they're moving well. You know, there's a bit of, um, there's, a, there's a bit of life and energy in that regard. Okay. And, you know, they, they'll, they'll work hard. They won't, they won't do anything hugely radical in terms of shape or anything like that in the sense that, they will line up in a traditional format. Yes, your half-forward line will drop back a lot and the full-forward line will probably alternate in that you might have, you know, one guy out of the three dropping back, depending on who's in there. Yeah, you know, again, yeah. if you have, you know, if you have, say, Nigel Dunn at the anchor at full-forward, he'll usually drop back at least as far as midfield because he'd be somebody who'd be comfortable playing a kind of a playmaker role at centre-forward. So, you know, he's kind of a good man to have as your sort of, if you get a turnover in the full back line, you try and find him and then he's the guy who would pick out the good 40 or 50 yard pass, be it into Allen or Tierney or whoever and, it is. And Don Sullivan, is he leading the line on the 40? Um, and on, I would never describe him as leading the line because that's not that's not his style. Like I mean, Anton is quite well suited to the modern game in the sense that very he has a very, very good yeah, he has a good tank, he has a burst of pace, you know, he he definitely can tackle like you know, he gets into he gets into a few altercations now and then. I mean I don't think I'm giving away any trade secrets to say that uh, <laughs> you know he has a little bit of a spiky character at times. You know, and there's there's a few, you know I wasn't. Uh, I, I, did, I didn't actually make the Longford game last week. Himself and Dermot Masterson seem to butt heads every time they meet each other. But I mean, all that said, you know, 
there's no question that he will cover ground, he'll put in his tackles, he'll track back, and if he finds himself in a situation to take a score, he's well able to take a score, there's no question. Yeah. I would say, you know, he'd break your heart sometimes in the sense that, for me, when Anton shoots from within 25 metres or something like that, he's very, very accurate. You know, and, and what he's also very good at is driving a glass and winning freeze. Yeah, yeah, we noticed when that Anton from years. Shoot, yeah, yeah, we noticed that. Yeah, when, when, he, when, 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 he shoot, when he shoots from, yeah, when he shoots from 35 metres, he kind of has to force a little bit and it tends not to end well. So, you know, look, that would be what I'd be doing with him. I'd be kind of saying, would you ever just square up the other guy, run straight into him, and if you turn it over a few times, so be it. But the freeze you win will more than compensate for it. And maybe you'll burst past him. You know, and like that, he'd he'd, ha- he'd be very capable of setting up goal chances too. So, but I mean, that has been an issue. I mean, we didn't get a goal against Longford. We didn't get a goal against Westmead. Um, a burn cup. We weren't we weren't exactly kind of banging in huge scores okay. either. So, it, it, know, it looks like in, looking at the division. It looks like thirteen scores will win you a game. It's won most games are drawn when you picked up points. Mm. You think thirteen scores. And speaking of men who can kick scores, I, I wonder where he is, or maybe he's injured, or maybe he can shed some light on it. Um, a golden boy for coming through for Offaly football, Keane Johnson. What what's the scenario around him? Yeah, well, the Keane just Keane just chose not to be involved. Basically, okay. like, he's still now. Now Keane is still eligible for under twenty, um, and you know, and and they have put in place the rule in Offaly that you are you are one or the other. In the same yeah, sense, yeah. If you play, you yeah, know, yeah. It, you know. So there, there is a, now. As I said, Aaron Levy, as I've said, you played a few games, but I'd say that was a Burn Cup with a view to kind of getting a bit of game time under his belt. I would suspect that as time goes on, he will fade away and will drop back into the under twenty squad okay, an awful lot more. Okay. Um, that would be the level Keane will play at. Look on a personal level again because he's in the own club I'd be a little disappointed that he isn't more involved for the simple reason that Keane to my knowledge um, at the moment anyway is not in college so you know like he's not getting it's not like he's getting I mean Sigerson Fresher's cuts, ball yeah, okay. yeah yeah well even, even never mind Sigerson even Fresher's ball or you yeah. know, or, or or kind of reserve ball or anything like that. Right, right. You know, and, and sometimes I find, you know, like like this has been a bugbear, and this for me has been a huge problem with Austria for a long time. I, th- I, I'm, I actually don't think I'm wrong in saying that we didn't have, no, I'm not 100% sure on this, I don't think Austria had a single player play even five minutes of Sigerson Cup football this year. Oh, well, right. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of... Now, there's two sides to that. One is, of course, yes, it's a factor that, um, you know, we don't have colleges on our doorstep the same way some counties do. Um, You know, like... So that is a factor. Now, having said that, having said that, there also is the thing that historically... Well, not even historically, like, but definitely in recent years, um, third level football hasn't really been valued in Offaly okay. and has nearly been seen as has nearly been seen as a kind of a, yeah, yeah an obstacle while you're taken away from time with the county team yeah. as opposed yeah. to an opportunity to kind of say okay maybe spend some time in with 
you know, if you're in exposing college... Exposing yourself to the likes of training with DCU or UCD, to those high-level football. Exactly. We're probably the exactly. same. Yeah, we're, 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 well, we do value it in loud, but it's just, I suppose, we mightn't have the talent necessarily to make those squads. And if you do make those squads, like it's, I presume there's a natural progression there. If you're playing Sigerson football, you're going to be a high-quality high inter-county footballer. But come here, Kevin. Yeah. It looks like it looks like Sunday's going to be a dogfight, and it's going to come down to say the Bernard Allen or Ryan Bournes. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put your head on the line, and I'm gonna make you come up with a prediction or what way the game is gonna go. Um, I think the start is absolutely crucial. Um, to put this into context, I I watched Kildare several times last year. And they couldn't buy a win for long stretches of the year. Um, and then they went up to Derry and they met another team that similarly was in free fall. So by by definition, one of the two of them had to break their terrible run. Yeah. Kildare got the win in the qualifiers up in Celtic Park. I think it was in Celtic Park. I won't rule out that it could have been another Derry venue. Derry venue anyway. Kildare got the win. And lo and behold, once they had a win under the belt, they turned things around completely. They got to the Super 8s. They were very competitive when they got there and were very close to getting to an Ireland semi-final. Yeah, yeah. Now you see them in Division 2. Okay, they only drew with Armagh, but they got a good win down in Cork. And for my money, they're a very good value to get back up into Division 1 straight away. Loud have been on a similar run, yeah, you know, in terms yeah, yeah. of, like, it's been going on. So a lot, for me, depends on... I think if Loud play as they did against Longford... Or being honest, as they did for long stretches against Leash. I mean, look, you got three early goals, and still the match was, and, and we're playing against fourteen men, and still yeah. the match wasn't done and dusted going into the closing stages. No. So, so you know that that for me, being honest, is not good form. No. But no. the only thing about it is the psychological value of that win. You know, so for me, that's why it becomes crucially important that Offaly don't let Loud get out for good start. If we get out and we kind of, you know, get maybe three or four, hopefully win the top, play with whatever wind is there, get three or four points on the board early, have loud chase in the game, I would hope that, you know, like I would hope that we would be able to kind of, you know, keep on top and take advantage of the fact that loud aren't in a good place psychologically at the moment. The other side of that, obviously, is that if loud kind of come out and say, okay, just, we have a bit of confidence now. We, we're after beating Leash. That's a huge two points. I and mean, it is a huge two points. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's beyond two points even, Kevin. It's nearly worth three points to us in terms of confidence yeah. and around the management team in, in what they're doing. It just it's it's something tangible that they can they have now. There are two points. You can, there's a bit of, there's a weight off us as well. And then there's also that factor that you look at Longford and awfully Drew. We we should have beaten Longford. We we really we mm. we lost a lot. The referee was very very uh, harsh on us on the day. We lost a couple of men. We've learned from that. You drew you drew with Longford, and we we feel we would have beat should have beaten Longford. So I think there's a feeling within the camp, and the players know before anyone does without being. Um, without mm. without saying that they're overconfident or taking their eye off the ball, but they'll feel. They can They should beat Offaly on Sunday. Um. What like and and on top of that, they've no problem nearly traveling away from home 
such as the way Drogheda is playing to Laird at the moment. We and we haven't won haven't won there in a long time, uh, as well. Mm. So look at they're they're all they're in great form after the win. And they're all bonded. Probably a good week's training, and then they look to hit the ground running. But like you said, the confidence might go out very quickly if you're uh, on the back foot straight away, and, and a team is breathing down your neck looking for a win as well. So. No, that that I think from a yeah from from a very one-eyed offly point of view, that's <laughs> what I'd be looking for is to kind of set and train that 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 mental process within loud of like oh Jesus here we go again yeah you know and and if Inic Offley can do that yeah absolutely you know I think this like I think I think we'll be in I I think we'll do enough um I I would be hugely worried about primary possession there's no question about that I mean I'm worried about it winning primary possession against any team. But in a Division 3 context, what Loud have in the middle third in terms of ball winners is probably the best that's in it. Um, there's a few good lads in Sligo as well. Um, I don't know a lot of the guys that are playing for down this year, so I yeah. won't speak for them. But, no. you know, but but like definitely relative to even to your, even to Westmead or Leash or anything like that, that's an area I'd be very, very worried Having said that, other than that, I would feel that if we can get a bit of momentum going, we should have a chance. But I wouldn't be. But to me, that start is all important. I think whichever side kind of gets the scores on the board early, I would feel would be in a very good position to kick on. Um, so for me, the first ten or fifteen minutes will tell a lot. My innate optimism tells right. me, yeah, that's what I yeah, want to hear. Okay, I think, but I, but I, I'm not necessarily basing that on anything hugely tangible, and I would be, I would be, I would be a lit, I would be wary, you know. I won't, be, I won't be putting money down on it. Let's put it that way. Right. So your 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 offer and your claim comes with a condition on on the first fifteen minutes, which we'll put it. Yeah, I, I think that's, I think yeah. that's, I think that is huge. I think that is huge. You know, you you, you force me to put a gun to my head. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I suspect that Offley will. Probably ages because they, they, like that they'll play with that little bit more freedom early on. I don't think there's a psychological hang up. Even getting the point in Longford, yeah, it's confidence for you as well. Yeah, yeah, it will mean something as much because they were two points down and they got the last two scores to draw it level. Now I mean it was a bleak game in the sense that there was an 18 minute period in the I think it was a 20 minute period in the first half and then an 18 minute period in the second half and there was no scores at all. Yeah, Longford did um, that to you, yeah. But, um, uh, well, no, I'd, much and all as I'd love to, much and all as I'd love to completely put the blame on Longford. I mean, that's a little bit like, you know, the teenager saying bigger boys made me do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, you have to take a little bit of responsibility yourself too, like. Right. That's so. brilliant, Kevin. Kevin, I, I'm going to ra- wrap it up here. Um, th- thanks very much. Kevin Egan, columnist with the Awfully Independent. Uh, some great stuff there. and. I think you'll be all well informed on Offaly football after that. Thanks very much, Kevin. No bother at all, but not too well informed, I hope. So that concludes this week's uh, We Are Loud preview podcast. Uh, great chat with Derek Crilly at the start and then Kevin Egan as well. If you have anything you'd like to get out there and publicise, which either if it's a club activity or a club event or county or a fundraiser or whatever, get in touch with the show and I'll have you on and we'll, uh, I'll be more than happy to talk about it, which is... Um, I think they are going to do the business on Sunday. I think the confidence is going to explode the lads and make them come out on Sunday and just 
put another two points on the board. Really have confidence in them. Um, and speaking to Kevin there has given me even more confidence. So thanks very much and uh, look forward to the game on Sunday. Come on, loud.